You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome along, everybody, to Studio 10 and to Morning Footy. It's good to have you with us bright and early. I'm Poppy Miller here with Nico Cantor, Michael Lahoud, and the big return of Michele. Is it a big return? <laughs> I haven't seen you in, what, three weeks? I know. I'm happy to be three back. I, I was, I'm super pumped. And, and to be working with Mike, Nico, and, and uh, the boys again, it's amazing. It's not a puppy. <laughs> I think it's been like yeah. one week, and I don't know if it's a big return, but I'll, I'll take it. When, when did I last see you, Grella? Over a week ago, three, two weeks ago. Weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, it's been that long. Well, she was on vacation for three yeah. weeks, too. She forgets to mention that. <laughs> yeah. Poppy signed a big deal, vacation Running in England for three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. To Spain <laughs> with her girlfriend. I see. Well, you've been too busy coaching. You're a little, um, you're a little five aside. How's that been going? Coach it's, Grella? It's been a good. I'll tell you something. I haven't been on the pitch mm. in a long time um, because I was scouting for FC Cincinnati. Then I was doing a lot of this TV mm. stuff, which which I really enjoy. But uh, being back on the pitch, especially with young guys and girls from Long Island, where my parts, where I grew up, and being able to help them and give them some shortcuts and some tips was really actually special. I, I had a lot of fun. I didn't think it was going to be fun. It was like almost impending doom as the dates were imp- approaching. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Uh, I got sucked into it by my brother a little bit. But then once I did it, I was very, it was very enjoyable to see the, the joy on the young kids' faces. I and, would and love have, to have, see uh, you, Coach, by the way. By the way, did anyone get a participation trophy for this? Because I know you're a big fan of those. No, <laughs> my, my camps were strictly winners and losers. The winners got rewards. The losers didn't. Uh, day one, this little kid, he was so cute, too, came up to me and goes, what do I get for second? Do I get anything? I said, you get a life lesson. You get nothing for second. <laughs> Grella, how Be much better you the kids? Be better yeah. next time. Oh, you know, they Nico, you know me. Yeah. I, I was very serious for the first hour and then the jo- joking around a lot for the rest of it. So. <laughs> I love it. I want to be a fly on the wall at those camps. Maybe I'll come actually and join in the next one. It's only 300 bucks. Yes. So. It's only 300 <laughs> bucks. Whenever you want. Only 300. Fee, is the fee going up? For you, it's 275. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm not coming then. Uh, speaking of winners and losers, though, yesterday was the MLS All-Star Skills Challenge. Uh, one of the big winners of the night, even though it wasn't, the All-Stars. Arsenal obviously won the whole thing, but Thiago Almada, uh, Almada, one of your favorite World players. World Cup winner Thiago Almada. <laughs> yes. you know, as an English person, it's very it's, difficult it's to say. It's a difficult one to say that. World Cup winner Thiago Almada. Yeah. How about you say that? World Cup winner I'll Thiago just say Thiago Almada. Almada. How about that? <laughs> oh, boy. Are we yeah. going, are we going we're not, we're not starting down that road again. this early. Are we, about to, are we about to roll the drum? Jeez. How good was he, though? He, I was Top. very impressed. Mm. He, scored, he got the record for the passing challenge in the 30-second allotment. But what was really impressive to me was the uh, touch challenge yeah, that he did. Um, and I'm going to defer to the players here. Don't you guys think when, once we see the, the, the touch challenge that it's a little bit 
awkward. The, the, the way that you have to receive, take that one touch here. Receive, take that one touch, and boom. Okay, Obviously, okay. he doesn't make it look awkward, but they were mo just technically. For, for me, the trick is you have to pop it up, though. Yeah. You have to pop it up. A lot of the guys were getting that wrong. I think they were trying to just take such a close touch. But look look every time how much room for error he gives himself because he pops the ball up. But I also think, Carla, look at the footwork as well. No, when that nasty. ball goes no, up in nasty. the air, you have to set your feet. Yeah. And then that sets you up to execute and pop that ball in to where you need to go. But he's also technically unbelievable. Yeah. Small player, small feet, better technical, better technical player. Big players, big feet, no, no technique. <laughs> Trampoline touch. Yeah, yeah that's What's, right. What size boots do you have? Ten. After ten, ten you don't have a touch anymore right. in the football. Mm. <laughs> what are you, ten and a half? <laughs> uh, clear eleven. He's yeah. a goalkeeper, your favorite position, Grella. Twelve. Oh, forget it. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I'm get coming the gloves on. Get, like get the gloves on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was one of the bright spots of yesterday. Let's take a look at Denny Boanga, though, in the volley mm. challenge, because that was another one. Uh, he made it look very easy, didn't he? Yeah. As Alexis would say, he got saucy with that. <laughs> <laughs> this was a moment where the MLS All-Stars, they were down going into this portion of the challenge, and they needed someone to step up. And I believe yesterday, everyone was kind of smirking when I said Denny Buwanga would be the one to really shine in this. Didn't execute with this bike, but it was the consistency. These are the sorts of plays he's been making in CONCACAF Champions League with LAFC, and in the league, it's why he's one of the league-leading goal scorers in Major League Soccer. Uh, everyone kind of went through the motions a little bit. You know, Arsenal players in the preseason, so maybe they're tired, probably doing a lot of running. Uh, and then the MLS guys, you know, listen, it, it's a skills challenge. You don't want to also embarrass yourself. And you know, as a player, as yeah. good as your technique is in front of all those, those people. But Buanga was the only guy that I felt was like trying to prove a point, was trying yeah. to say, hey, look, I am really good player, you know? And some of those volleys were just, just ripped, mm -hmm. popped in the back you, of the ball. You wouldn't put Benteke on that list? Benteke had his boots on backwards <laughs> yesterday for half the time. Watching him do the shooting, man, it was rough. Yeah. Uh, do you know what else was rough? Kai Havertz uh, was the only man. one to miss mm. all of his shots in the cross and uh, volley. 85 million Arsenal have paid. I'm not saying it all comes down to the MLS All-Star Skills Challenge, but... In front of all these people, this is a, this is a bit tough, isn't it? Uh, there's memes all around a portion of London. I'm looking at Chelsea fans saying, I told you so, to <laughs> Arsenal. He just looks languid. He looks not as confident. And it's still preseason for Arsenal and Kai Havertz. But this is history for all the wrong reasons. I think the first ever player to not score a single goal yeah. in this portion of the skills challenge. You can't be doing that. The, and listen, that's his like bread and butter right there, yeah. right? Because he's not a powerful number nine. He, he's the guy that's sort of in a cutback position a lot of the time. So that's like, that's his game right I mean, there. Obviously, it doesn't mean a, a whole deal in the grand scheme of things. As you said, it's just preseason. It's just a bit of fun at the end of the day. But are you a bit embarrassed if you're in front of all those people, Grella? I don't think you're embarrassed, but you don't want to have the record of being the first guy being shut out. You know what I mean? Again, no, he went through it pretty casually, so. Yeah. Uh, so the crazy stat was that he had played Roman Berkey before when he was at Bayer Leverkusen, Kai Havertz, and Roman Berkey was at Dortmund, mm. and he never was able to score on him. Yeah. Wow. He is the goalkeeper yeah. then. Let's Crazy. not forget, he did score the Champions League winner, didn't he, in the final? Yeah. I had a couple so, big goals. I don't think yeah. Kai Havertz Yeah, cares I don't think too he's much. too worried about how he did last night yeah. in the. Uh, he, could, <laughs> he, he could very much be saving it for the big game tonight. If he goes and puts on a performance, Arsenal yeah. fans won't give, a, just they won't care one bit. It's all about getting better each game in preseason. And then when they get to the Premier League games, he better put those away. Is the shot and volley going. Scoreless in that, like going scoreless from the three-point range in the three-point competition. 
I don't know. Like I think every single one miss, 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 miss. And then at some point you're like, how many balls do you shoot in that? No, a lot more. Five. Yeah. So it's a little 10, different. 15, 20, 25. Yeah. If I you miss, no, comparison. it's worse. It's I think it's worse yeah. if you miss all through all the threes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There should be a money ball like they do in the three point. You know what contest. it is in these skill mm. challenges too, and you saw it a little bit last night. Is like you miss one, and then like the pressure mounts. You missed another one, and you're like, uh oh. And then you can't get it going. You saw Buanga got into that rhythm. Yeah. But if yeah. you don't get into that rhythm, oof. Well, you, you mentioned something with the crowd as well. When you're one of the foreign teams coming in, you have the crowd against you. And when you're a new transfer, that's added pressure in Kai Havertz. You're coming off a season when you have a reputation for missing chances. The crowd gets going on you a bit. The mentality starts waning. And then the execution goes. Mm -hmm. You know, they're thinking of putting in a new competition. It's called the fastest goal. You start from the halfway line, and somebody on your team cheats, and you have to hit a ball <laughs> or forward. You have to try to score a goal as fast as you can. You know what? I think that we have someone on this desk that could maybe do it in 13 seconds. Is it 13? No, it's seven, se seven, seven seconds, seven Bobby. Seconds. Actually, I think it was actually 6.8, but we'll, we'll take seven. Is it on your Instagram story this morning, or did you do it a day <laughs> I, can tell, I, was, I was there for it. <laughs> I lived were it. You? I was on the other side of the field. Wow. Yeah. Oh, did, no, were you yeah. disappointed that you Cheated? What were ah. you doing? Watching you score? <laughs> no, I'm, there was miscommunication, you know? I'm usually the first one. <laughs> hey, you were cheating on that. That's all you. Hey, just a couple yeah, yards outside. It's called gamesmanship. Honestly, honestly, that record's going to be extremely tough to break. Are you going to feel a little bit sad in 30, 40 years when something freaking happens? How is anyone going to break it? Because VAR <laughs> will step in and say, no, get that. No, I think it will be broken. Now, obviously, from it's, I mean, it's been broken in the world record. It's been broken. But also, yeah, one of these but, players yeah. that are coming now, like Messi, like these top, top players that Imagine can think it from Messi half from the yeah. star, Oof. that have the, the, you know, the confidence to do it, will we'll score from the half, you know, and catch you, the goalkeeper. You, you, think, you think in the next 20 years your record will be broken? Absolutely. Ooh. Without, a, without a doubt. Really? No question wow. about it. Uh, yeah. So, question for you with that. Alan Shearer, and I like it that Alan Shearer being terrified of Harry Kane breaking his record. And he says, you know, the day it happens, he'll freak out or do something. What is Mike Grella going to do? Are you going to be in your living room kicking the TV, you know, yelling at the no, kids no. or what? He's going to delete me, his YouTube channel. For me, nothing will change. Then at least maybe Poppy will stop making fun of me. <laughs> so, for me, maybe it's a good thing. Uh, on the night, though, even though the All-Stars lost it, it was a bit of a silver lining for the Americans because it was Austin trustee that that scored the winner for Arsenal with the crossbar challenge. Here's a look at it. The final moment, Arsenal, the champions of the skills competition. Let's see how they fare tonight in the actual match. We're going to catch up with Susanna and Charlie later on in the show, but stay with us because Ali Trust-Martin has your headlines next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, Susanna and Charlie have been in D.C. for the last couple of days, and yesterday they caught up with Jesus Ferreira. Take a listen. We've, um, so on Morning Footy, we've been kind of giving, like, sort of mid-season grades to a lot of MLS teams, and I'm curious what grade you would give FC Dallas at this point in the season. I think you guys are sitting eighth in the standings right now, so in playoff position, but where are you at with that? I'll, I'll give us a... C plus. C plus. C plus. Okay. Yes. 
just because you know we have a lot of injuries, but we we somehow maintain our position there. I think the guys that uh, have stepped up and how to take care of business and you know we got just got a point in Seattle so I think the team is hungry for for points um, and I'm excited for everyone to be back and let's get going what I respect so much about you is your mentality because it's it's easy to play well get an opportunity but then if it doesn't go well to bounce back and not let that bring you down you just kept fighting Going to a World Cup, amazing. You get an opportunity, it doesn't go so well. A lot of people can go down, and it, it takes them a, a year or years to get back into it. You, you keep pushing, and it feels like you talked about it a little bit. You're developing as a nine, staying closer to goal. But you're competing against guys who are playing in Europe. I know you're committed. I know FC Dallas is listening. But your dream is to get to Europe, right? And, and is that to now you can say, hey, we're on equal playing fields, and that can't be used as an excuse. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, the World Cup, I used it as something that I can learn and grow. Um, being around everyone, being around guys that play in Europe 24-7 and, being, and seeing other teams and players out of the highest level, you know, I learned a lot. And so I told myself that I wasn't going to let that experience be something bad or negative. I was going to uh, take it as a positive experience and a learning experience. Um, and that's... That, that made me move quickly, you know. Uh, there was going to be other opportunities that I knew were going to come, and all I had to do was do what I can control and is just play well and try to try to score goals and help the team in any way that I can. In that specific game, was there anything that you took from, away from playing against a Van Dyke or a Timber? Was was there something that was like, oh, I, I'm going to add that for the future? Yeah, that I think that what I learned was there that, you know, the game was going to be about inches. You know, every little inch mattered. That little sprint back mattered, and that little run back and behind them mattered. And so um, I think now taking it back to my game is that, you know, even though my teammates not, might, might not be seeing me, I have to make that run to, to help the team in any other way because um, that run might make space for me to come down or might make space for another teammate. And so uh, just not only thinking about myself but thinking collectively. Um, and in terms of Europe, yeah, that's that's one of my dreams. Uh, you know, uh, one of my dreams is to play in, in Europe and in, in one of the biggest leagues. And so uh, for me, it's just waiting for that time. You know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that call. And whenever that call comes, uh, you know, I think I, I'm in a spot right now where I can say that I'm ready to to make make the jump. And so I'm just it's a waiting game now. Let's go. We're all ready for that. Let's go. Well, thank you so much for yeah, taking the time respect, to join man. us. Have fun out there. Thank you, We're thank excited you, yeah. to watch you do your thing. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Great to see you, man. Thank you, thank thank you. you so, so much. Big things planned for him and the U.S. men's national team. What about with club competition then? Do you think a move overseas would suit him well and be good next step for him, Michael? Yeah, Grella, you and I were talking about this just off air. I think that's the next step in his development. And when you look at what he's done consistently in the last two seasons, he's been a double-digit goal scorer in Major League Soccer. He's currently on 10 goals. But now you look at you want to get into the U.S. men's national team pool. Yes, Flo Balligan, he is your number nine. But now he is playing to see if he can be that second striker. Look at the players that he's surrounded with vying for that job. Josh Sargent playing across in Europe. Daryl DK, Jordan Pifuk, all European pedigree and proving a point. I think he now has to go over there. What rating of a league in Europe would fit him best, do you think, Rella? I'm not sure. I'm a big fan of Ferreira. Uh, my one thing is like... He, to me, he sometimes looks like he's playing at 60%, 70%. He never looks like he's going you know, full throttle. And when you watch the top strikers in Europe or the top number nines in the world, um, I think they have the same quality that he has, but they give a lot more also in, in things off the ball. He talks a lot about running off the ball. He needs to make more unselfish runs for his team. Um, 
And my other thing is, if I'm a coach and I'm signing a number nine, I want him to be a true number nine. That's just my personal opinion. Mm. And he likes to drop in a lot. He likes to pick up balls in the midfield. And that's great if you have, you know, really fast, powerful wingers that are going to run into that space that he, when he comes in, they're going to run into that. Or you have a big number nine that's going to hold the, the back line back. But if he's playing alone up top like he does for Dallas a lot of the time and he comes back in and back in and back in and there's not too many options, uh, I would have my, my worries. But I think he's a talented player, but I think also he can give more. Uh, just, you know, every time I watch him play, I always think, wow, he's got good stats, he's got good talent, he's got a lot of great things for him, but I know he can give more. Mm -hmm. If he can find somewhere like mid-Dutch league where... Yeah. Development, but not only that, because because he's like this false nine, likes to drop deep, maybe even play behind somebody. Yeah. We saw the Gold Cup. Obviously, I'm, I'm not taking the amount of goals that he scored. I'm looking at how he scored the goals and how he helps develop play. He's a smart kid, and he recognizes how to help progress build up and how to put himself in a good situation by giving a pass and finding the space. Mm -hmm. um, there were there were hints. Really good hints of that at the Gold Cup and obviously with FC Dallas. So maybe that uh, Spain would be a, would be a very very big challenge for him. But depends, right? You don't want to go to a lower team where you're just chasing you the ball play. most of the time. And, and I think you need to also, your team needs to have the ball. I also think a league that could be good that's known for developing attacking talent, Portugal as well. Yeah. I think that could be a good fit. All right, let's see if he goes and where he goes in this transfer window. There's a bunch of headlines and Ali is back with us to deliver Hello. the latest of them. Good well, to see you, Ali. Good to see you all. Wonderful job. Y'all have me laughing back in the control room. <laughs> uh, this has been a fun morning so far, but we're talking about Europe and we'll start over in the Bundesliga where Bayern have officially announced the signing of Korean center back Kim Min Jae from Napoli on a five-year deal. The 26-year-old defender was part of a Napoli team that won the Scudetto for the first time in 33 years and was also named Serie A's defender of the season. Tim joins a new-look Bayern defense that also signed Rafael Guerrero in the summer, with Bayern reportedly also trying to sign Harry Kane and Kyle Walker. Kim's fresh off of military service with Korea. Oh, amazing. Mm. Well, and over in England, Manchester United has announced the extension of forward Marcus Rashford until 2028. Manchester United's number 10 joined the club's academy at the age of seven and will now be heading into his ninth season with the senior team. Rashford scored a total of 30 goals last season across all competitions, which marked a new career high. And staying with Manchester United news, ex-goalkeeping great Edwin van de Sar shared on social media that he has been released from the intensive care unit after suffering bleeding around his brain. Van de Sar is still recovering in the hospital in his native Netherlands and share his thanks for all of the supportive messages that he's received. And in Chelsea news, the club has confirmed that defender Wesley Fofana will miss a big portion of next season after suffering an ACL injury. This is the third injury Fofana has suffered in his short Chelsea career. A reminder also that the 22-year-old center back also missed almost the entire 2021-22 season due to a fractured fibula. And unfortunately, in more injury news, U.S. men's national team star Gio Reyna has not recovered from the ankle injury that he suffered with the U.S. men's national team at CONCACAF Nations League and could now miss a majority of Borussia Dortmund's preseason. Reyna's battled injuries for much of his young career and is coming off a best 11 performance at Nations League before picking up the injury in the final against Canada. The timetable for his return is unclear and raises just many more questions about his durability. And Michael LaHood, you have seen how good Gio Reyna can be, but does this recent injury kind of vindicate some of Greg Berhalter's concerns in, in wanting to maybe take it easy with him at the World Cup? 
I think it more puts a lot of pressure and onus on him at the club level. Yes, the Berhalter situation, that's something that's going to play out over the next couple of years, and that's a personal thing behind closed doors that needs to be resolved first and foremost. I look at this club level with Eden Terzic. Rumored that Gio Reyna could be going on loan, potentially to a Mucin Gladbach. Now with the likes of Jude Bellingham going to Real Madrid, this is an opportunity missed and time missed because he could really be that pivotal figure in the middle of the park. If Gio gets fit, We've seen the quality in the Nations League playing with the likes of a Flo Balogun. When he's fit, he is the guy, the attacking midfielder that the U.S. men's national team have been missing. For me, there's two things with Gio and, and we see with Fofana is there's players that are just prone to injury, period. Whether it's a mental thing, emotional thing, physical thing, whatever it is. And, and we, we can say as much as we like, oh, when he's fit or when his mind is right or when... But at the end of the day, it's do you do it or do you not? So some players are prone to injury. The other big factor for me is there's just too many games of football. Mm. Like, mm. I, I'll never forget, you get out of, uh, you finish the season, right, in, in, in one week, and then you have maybe one week off, and then you're doing a pre-preseason program, and then you're going into preseason. Back in the day when I first started playing, which is, it's not too long ago, believe it or not, <laughs> but when I first started playing, sure. it was like, you and <laughs> Wait, we're, you, we're the you same and, age. So. Yeah. Well, when you and I, yeah. but you enjoyed your time off. I mean, I always did anyway, but you enjoy your time off and you mm -hmm. come in a little heavy and then you, you fly through preseason. Now you go to preseason, these guys are flying already. And essentially, there's no real time off, and they continue to add games and add competition. It's too much for the, for the it's, body. It's, it's too, too much, much but, football. And the game is getting quicker and faster. Mm. It's too much football for too many players, but the thing is that Gio Reyna is still the one injured, it feels like. Yeah. Mm. And I, 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 I'm not a player, so I, I want to know what you guys think when it's you're injured. The, yeah, you're injury prone. Can you get over that? Can you make yourself not injury prone? I look at Messi. You know how much Messi gets hit? You know how much they're going at his ankles? You know how much he's tumbling? You know how much the explosive and how much he's training? And he, Messi's never had a really, really big injury. Not him, not Ronaldo. Neymar it feels has, Even for with example. Gio, it's different injuries. So is that more concerning that it's not the same thing reoccurring? Is that less or more concerning in a way that it's different injuries that are hindering? I think it is a concern because at some point your body starts failing you a bit. And for him, it's getting the right physio. It's getting the right people, both psychologically and physically. That'll do it. But it's a big hurdle he has to get over. Mm -hmm. Well, Weston McKennie's also been linked to Dortmund. Let's see if it, this, this has anything to do with it or Gio's um, injury and see how severe it is. Uh, we've got plenty Plenty more still to come for you here on Morning Footy. The Women's World Cup is less than 24 hours away. When we get back, we're going to preview Group H. Stay with us. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hey, welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, it is a massive week here at the Golasso Network with the Attacking Third joining our lineup. The new show debuted um, earlier this week and today we've got episode two coming up for you at four o'clock Eastern, bringing you all the latest news and insight in the world of women's football. We'll also help get you ready for the Women's World Cup, which kicks off in less than 24 hours. Uh, join Lisa, Jordan, Darian and myself today on the Attacking Third on the Golasso Network. Uh, speaking of the World Cup, here's a look at the odds to win Group H. Uh, Germany are the heavy, heavy favourites, followed by Colombia, South Korea and then Morocco, who are debuting in this World Cup. They have the second ranked lowest team in this competition. Germany, though, they're ranked second overall in the world. Obviously, it was massively disappointing for them and their loss to England in the Euro. How are you expecting them to fare in this competition? They need to bounce back, and they're going to be very hungry. Two-time champions of the world, Germany, and it's been a while since they have lifted the trophy at this stage. Um, if you look at the teams in the group, not only Germany are runners-up of their respective continental competition, so is Colombia, and it's not only Colombia, so is South Korea, and it's not only South Korea, it's also Morocco. I don't know how often that happens in World Cup, no matter the, the circumstance. Uh, it's crazy that the forerunners up of continental tournaments are all in the same group. So there's going to be this feeling of redemption in this group. Hey, we need to get back on the horse and prove ourselves again. Surely Germany have got to be feeling pretty confident in this group though, haven't they, Grella? They've got some fantastic players, including uh, uh, Alex Pop, who has been fantastic for Wolfsburg so far this season, but it feels like they've got so many veterans and so much experience. She's really unbelievable. She's the captain of the team, 32 years old, and and uh, at the Euro, where they did become, where they finished second place, she scored in every single game in the group stage and the quarterfinal and the semifinal. So that speaks a lot to her. She's only missed the final through injury. But Germany comes into the tournament, I think, with a, a lot of expectation, uh, which is different from, you know, the other teams we see in the group, uh, uh, Morocco, Colombia, Korea, where they're sort of growing and they have a lot more room to play with and a lot more room for improvement. Germany comes in with expectations, you know, ranked number two in the, in the world, and the bookies have them uh, fourth best winning it. I think it's plus 800 odds. And just to give you a comparison to, like, Morocco, who's one of the worst teams, plus 100 thousand mm -hmm. odds to win the tournament so Germany is expected to be really a, a big piece in this one and I think one of the things that stands out most when you go into a World Cup is you look often at the domestic leagues you look at the NWSL or the players that have been playing overseas and it feels like Europe has really caught up with America who was leading the way for such a long time and in particular the Bundesliga mm. they, they've, they've been so good haven't they I mean even Wolfsburg they're running the Champions League but there's been so many teams in Germany that are at Bayern such well. high yeah. level yeah, Bayern yeah I'm so happy you mentioned Bayern Munich Germany, they are spoiled for riches, especially with their options up top. And Alexander Pop, she is the headliner for them, but Leah Schuller as well. She had 14 goals with Bayern Munich, and she will be a different sort of option up top. She's more of your clinical finisher, good movement in the box, goal poacher, if you will. And Pop, her physical presence, her ability to bring other teammates into the game, that's kind of a one-two punch. I wonder if Germany, if they go to a back five, as we've seen them do in some of the build-up games, if they decide they need to chase a game, I wonder if they go with the two strikers. That could be a problem for opposing mm -hmm. back lines. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Germany, I think we're all in agreement. They should get out of the group with relative ease, shouldn't they, looking at this. Who else do you see getting out of the group, Nico? So I got to put my chips in favor of Colombia. At the Copa America, 
at home, they, they hosted the Copa America last year. They had an incredible showing. I don't think too many people expected Colombia to get as far as they did. They beat Argentina in the semifinal. And a lot in part because of this youngster that has shined on the international stage. Her name is Linda Caicedo. She's about five foot three. She finally got the transfer to Real Madrid. She can come off the wings and produce a lot up top. Look, I don't know if there are too many players that have had their international debut at this World Cup um, like her at such a young age. She debuted for the national team at 14 years old when wow. she was playing for America de Cali and she became the top goal scorer of the league at such a young age. She's 18 right now and she finally got that that jump to to Real Madrid so she's representing Colombia at a pretty big name club in Europe and she was the golden ball at the Copa America so I expect her to be hungry again and, and, and have another big tournament maybe for Colombia. Colombia in fact actually has gotten out of the group stage once at, at the at the World Cup so when I was, Maybe they can reach that target again. When I was looking her up, born in 2005. She's a big mm, fan geez. of Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar. So that's how she sort of models her game of coming in off the wing. She's really good on, on the ball. Uh, but 2005, for me, that was like two years ago. So it's, it's incredible <laughs> that at that age, at such a young age, she can improve the team so much and also, you know, be ranked the, the top female player in, in the continent of South America. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible what she's doing at such a young age. I think that is exemplary of what we're going to see in this World Cup, though. It's the dawn of a new era of new stars. We see it with the U.S. women's national team, and I think it's shown in this group with some of the other teams. Yeah, I think this group is exciting. I'm also excited to see Morocco, their first World Cup as well, the debutants. Let's see if they can spring a surprise, shall we? Stay with us. Plenty more to come here on Morning Footy after the break. We've got more from Susanna and Charlie, who caught up with Wayne Rooney and Ben Teke. We'll listen into that next. Well, the All-Stars are training in D.C. Here's a look at them yesterday. Wayne Rooney is the coach of the All-Star team and his D.C. United striker, Christian Benteke, is also on the squad. Yesterday, Susanna and Charlie caught up with them both. I got to ask about your head coach, Wayne Rooney. I mean, an absolute legend. What is it like? What is he like as a, as a coach? What are your interactions like? Um, I got a good relationship with him. And uh, I've been grateful to play against him. And on the pitch and off the pitch is completely different. On the pitch is that guy who's going to put his foot where you're going to put maybe uh, your head. And, um, but outside is just quiet. He doesn't talk that much. He's really reserved. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of impressed by that. But you can feel that he has uh, his charisma. Mm -hmm. When he's around, you can, you can feel that, okay, I have to do everything I can for this guy. Is there a moment that sticks out in your mind when you were playing against him? Um, I think, yeah, we played against, uh, when I was at Aston Villa, we played against uh, United. And um, Van Persie scored the, the first goal and Wooney gave a pass from 60 yards, but only him could do oh, that. Oh, I remember that and one. And Van Persie had the volley, yes, oh. on Gizan. Yeah. And, uh, Brad out here taking strays. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Brad is a good guy as well. Wayne Rooney, the uh, head coach of the MLS All-Stars this year. Now, it's one thing to be the coach of an MLS team, but when you're coaching the best of MLS, inevitably I feel like there's some, like, 
big personalities, maybe some egos that you're that you're managing. What's uh, what's been what's been the experience experience been like with these some of these guys? Yeah, no, it's it's been fun actually. I think they've, they've all come in and um, equipped themselves really well, and um, and the main message from me is just to have fun and enjoy it. So um, we haven't done anything too too difficult in the training sessions and. Um, they all seem to be getting uh, along pretty well. So, and of course, there's players from different teams, and um, there's players who know each other, some players who don't know each other, um, other, other players. So, um, but the more they're obviously together, the, the more they open up to each other. So, um, but yeah, they've been great. You're no stranger to beating Arsenal, which pains <laughs> me. But you going into this match, do you feel like that competitive juice? Do you want to win? Is this like something where you're going to go in and and try and? Tactically out, out masterclass Arteta. <laughs> I think tactically um, <laughs> would be difficult. Obviously, with I haven't had time to work with the players. So, um, but no, I think I can obviously put the players in a formation and, and um, give them some information and some details um, in how I want them to play. But and, and of course, you want to win. So um, it's a it's a it's a good game for the for the players from from the MLS to go and show themselves and, and to compete against a, a very good Arsenal team. I told Christian is the a- agent Benteke in here trying to <laughs> pull some guys over to DC. <laughs> um, no, I think he's. Uh, <laughs> it's obviously I wouldn't mind having a few Arsenal players in the yeah. team. That's for sure. But um, no, but yeah, just looking forward to it. I've always wondered too when you're when you're coaching the the MLS All Stars. Obviously, you know these guys. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be fun, right? But Inevitably, these guys are competitors. They're going to go out there and want to win. Do you ever get phone calls from like the other coaches being like, "Hey, like, don't let them go too hard. Like, we we got to keep this guy healthy for the rest of this season." Like, is does that dynamic exist at all? Yeah, and there's a few coaches who've, who've been on actually, and um, and of course I respect the, the the opposite coaches and and the players as well, and um, I'm fully aware there's, there's some teams who play on Friday in, in the club, so. Um, I'll try and manage the minutes to, as best I can mm-hmm. with the players and make sure everyone gets some minutes and um, and hopefully they all go out there and enjoy the game. You, you've seen a number of the talented players across MLS. Are there any that stand out in these trainings where you're like, oh, this this guy's even better than I imagined or I've seen? Um, yeah, well, we only had the, the training session yesterday. Today was a bit of fun with, with head tennis and um, yesterday we just done a small side of the game. But you can see the quality and you can see exactly why some of the players have been selected for the for the game and in terms of the the awareness the the touch on the ball and um, and the ability to manipulate and, and move the ball so um yeah it was it was what, what I was expecting really the number 10s are absolutely flooded in your team some gifted players yeah there is and um, and that's obviously the difficulty of getting them all in <laughs> in that position so um, yeah but I've got enough options there that's for sure did you get to go to the White House yesterday with the guys? No, I didn't get invited. What? How does the head coach what? of the MLS All-Stars not get invited to the White House? Invited to <gasps> this is incredible. That's rude. Hey, we, we gotta, yeah, we got to fix that up. We got to... So you haven't been yet. Got to make yet. some changes. No, I've been I've been a few times before. Okay. I've been when Obama was um, president and, and when Donald Trump was president. Um, so I think probably with them two would probably be a bit more fun than so bad that is I'm not too fussed <laughs> so uh, Cristiano Ronaldo he uh, comes out in the press says hey the Saudi Arabian League is better than MLS what do you make of something is that just the competition between him and Messi wow. you, you feel 
Yeah, I think you're always going to get the comparisons now between the two leagues with, with Messi being in, in MLS and um, I don't know too much about the side of the league to, to say whether it is or it isn't. Um, but obviously the they're bringing a lot of players in and they're trying to improve the league in the same way MLS is so um, but I respect both leagues and um, and the players obviously who choose what league they're going to play in uh, What do you think of Steven Gerrard's video of speaking? It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's so funny because um, I, I know exactly how he feels now I've done I've done many different messages in different languages. What's your go-to? If someone like, just is not understanding you, like, what are some of the hand signals you have, like gestures that are just universally like understood with soccer players? Yeah, I think <laughs> it's, um, you can communicate with more than, obviously, your voice. And I think, uh, but no, I think the video was, was, was really funny. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> we did a, a Mount Rushmore of sevens. So you were part of the Manchester United Mount Rushmore we did. Then we did number sevens all time, Mount Rushmore. We had, we had some disagreements, yeah, but ultimately, did. I well, think we, you know, we settled on the thing on a is, few. is that, and we, we, I feel like we did not fail to establish this, that, like, the number seven is iconic because of Manchester United, right? Like, that it was kind of the club that, like, like, where number sevens were just so revered. And so we had one, the universal, which it was Ronaldo, Cristiano right? Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo was, like, the lock. But then you and I were trying to fight for... Georgie Best. Georgie Best to get on there. David Beckham did not make that art, the list. We ha- who are the other two? Raul, Raul and Figo. It, and Luis Figo. And so we want to know who would be on your Mount Rushmore of number sevens. Because we had we had Cristiano Ronaldo as a lock and Georgie Best as two locks for us. Who are yeah, a no, couple I others? Think there's, there's a few. And all the names you mentioned are, are great as well. And like you missed Cantona as well. Cantona at Manchester United. So, um, yeah, I think probably Cantona was the obvious one used. We I mean, we fought for it, yeah. Charlie. We I tried. Know. We Speaking tried of fighting. I heard you're a little bit of a boxer. Do you still got it? Is, it, is, um, that, is that something you actively trade? <laughs> I haven't done it for a while, so I'm not too sure. But yeah, I, I love watching boxing. I feel like DC has a, a ton of boxing gyms. They got to get you involved. Um, yeah, I'll have to do some training before I go in there. Okay. Well, we've okay. been um, we've been having. I, I love this city. I, it's one of these where like I forget like what a cool city DC is. And I know Charlie spent uh, a lot of time here. He he loves it. If you were, you know, it's kind of neat to have the the spotlight on DC for for MLS All Star. If you were gonna like give me some advice as to like camp misses in DC, what would you put on that list? Um, I, don't, I don't know actually. Um, no, I think the, down at the wharf is always a nice yeah. um, some nice restaurants and um, so that's probably a cool spot to go. Yeah, we had the uh, the, ML, the concert last yeah. night at the wharf. Yeah, the, the concert was nice. It was really fun. It was good. It was good. It was really fun. I know. I know. He missed the White House. He missed, he missed the, White the, House, concert. the concert. You're going to be the skills comp, right? Yeah. Over there. I feel like you should get in there. No, I'm not. not if you had to pick one, what would be? <laughs> like, if you could choose one station in the skills contest. I don't know, what? actually. don't know what. Target? Yeah. Do you think you had that? Maybe, yeah. Crossbar? Oh, a finishing one, yeah. Yeah, that's you. I feel like yeah, that. Maybe. Be... I think we should pull him out for the skills I competition. Did I, I did it with Echeverry this morning, club legend. And, man, he still got it. Yeah. He still got that left foot. You'd always have to, with the ball at your feet, it's okay. It's the problem you have when you finish playing is, is actually running. I, I got fatigued <laughs> quick. I was going to say, you're probably still feeling it right now. I was done. Man was, was out done. of breath, Wayne. 
Yeah. Um, well, hey, have fun. Thank you very much. And enjoy it. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to see the Thank guys you. out there. Thank you very Appreciate much. the time. Yeah, Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks a lot. I would love to have seen Wayne Rooney do some of these skills challenges. Oh. Would anybody else? Char Charlie yeah. said he was tired after 45 seconds. <laughs> he was tired after 15 seconds. <laughs> he couldn't breathe oh, after man. 15 seconds. I was tired watching him. Which one would you have done, Grella? Hmm. Which one would have been your forte? I think uh, the volley one I, I would have liked, you know, striking those balls out of the air. Or even if you then if you can't, you, take, you can have a touch, I think, or you hit it off the half volley. So I think that one. Anything but, timed. Mm. So you could get your time down. No, no, <laughs> no. no. I, actually, the, the contrary. I was uh, more technical than I was quick. But um, yeah, Charlie was dead after 15 seconds. What is he talking about? 45 <laughs> seconds. Bro, how would you feel if you were doing that? And the, and the DC Heat. To be fair, at the All-Star game, they were rolling it and stopping yeah. it for them. Let Charlie me just had tell to get involved well. himself, and momentum. he had to keep bending we saw, down. Yeah. We saw Grella play football with us a few months ago. Well, it was probably last summer now, actually, and you were tired. I was dead. After 10 minutes. So. But how good's Rooney? Such a vibe, yeah. right? Oh. He so just seems like a no-nonsense so, type yeah. of guy. Yeah, yeah, I have a little bit yeah. of fun, but like... He's like football the whole way and management at this point. So, Poppy, you asked a very good question for Wayne Rooney. And I think watching him in his career, watching him in previous All-Star games, I mean, what MLS would have benefited from, from the shooting competition and also the volley. Yes, Denny Buanga did his stuff. But Wayne Rooney, throughout his career, that cross and volley, that is made for him. Legit. Those two things, I think he would have yeah. crushed it. And now he's going to be the coach for the, for the game tonight. How do you think he's feeling being the, the all-star coach, doing the rotations, playing against another Premier League team who he's very familiar with from his days? It must be a bit of a strange moment for him, a unique one. Do you think I they enjoy know. it? I, I, they enjoy I, coaching I, I, on the I, I, don't, I don't think he cares that much. I think it's just like, yeah, put these guys together, make them have fun, not too intense, nobody get injured. He, I think he's going to respect the fact he's been on the other side of this, right? Premier League coming to the United yes. States. You don't want it to go overboard. There's two different mentalities here from, from both teams. So one is trying to get fit, trying to be healthy. The other one's a little bit more show KC. So it's just, it's trying to find the right balance. I, I think everyone comes here for the show, right? Mm. What, what, what America actually is. And the All-Star Show is a really good one. And so everyone kind of, I think, likes it, being in that stadium with all the guys. A lot of big names in there, a lot of good names, World Cup winners. It's exciting. So I think everyone kind of likes it, you know, even the skill mm. competitions. But even Rooney getting the opportunity to, to coach the All-Star game is I think pretty unique. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say this, Wayne Rooney is a competitor, so don't sleep. Yes, the interviews, he's chill, but when it comes, and he's a, he's a younger coach, when it comes to knocking off Arsenal off their per perch in an MLS All-Star game, that puts it on his resume, yeah. and that's something any coach will want no matter what the level. I know it's entertainment, but he'll be competitive. I'm pretty sure it's Arsenal, and there might be another club in there, maybe Aston Villa. Arsenal at least is the team that Wayne Rooney has most scored against. Wow. Mm. Yep. That is a very Nico stat. Yeah. No, we looked it up last time. Uh, oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, we interviewed him on Morning Footy a couple of months ago when they announced that he was going to be the manager of the All-Star game. Nice. So it's a nice little fire yeah. for him to keep on fanning the flames. Too. It's going to be entertaining, isn't it? No doubt.